Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled to virtually share the studio today with Tyler Dunbar. Tyler is the president of Central Standard Talent, which is a company that's focused on building high-performance software engineering teams. And Tyler will uh, go back, we'll go deeper into that. One of the reasons that we have him here on the podcast today is because Central Standard recently announced that it's opening its U.S. headquarters here in Bentonville. So Tyler, welcome to the show and welcome to Central Standard to Northwest Arkansas. Hey, James, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Glad you're here. Well, let's get started by getting to know you. What should the Bentonville Beacon audience know about Tyler Dunbar? <laughs> hey, that's a tough question. I would say probably that I love coffee and people and in that order. Excellent. Well, that is a short answer. I also love <laughs> coffee and people. Uh, so that works out pretty well. Uh, yeah, we share some other things in our background. I was not EOD, but I did spend some time in the Navy uh, as well. Nice. Um, was out for quite a bit, joined the Army National Guard for a little bit. I don't recommend that path. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk about uh, Central Standard Talent. First, again, congratulations on the decisions to the decision to place the U.S. headquarters here in Bentonville. And of course, welcome to the community. Will you share about Central Standard and feel free to repeat the basics. I think I left some out even, but feel free to repeat those basics and then go deeper. Tell us what's different, what makes you unique in your space and, uh, you know, thinking about things like geographic focus or geographic yeah. talent focus rather in your business model and whatever else you want to tell us. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for the opportunity, James. So uh, first of all, we're really excited to be in, in Bentonville and the ledger specifically. It's, it's a really cool space and a great creative environment for those uh, who haven't been to the ledger or haven't enjoyed Bentonville. Bentonville is an amazing place. I laugh. I'm from Northern California. And when I'm in Bentonville, I oftentimes feel like I'm not in real life because mm -hmm. things are so nice and things are so clean and the people are so friendly. Um, so it just made sense. We were we were kind of started in the Arkansas area in Little Rock, and, and it just made sense for us to consolidate and go all into the Northwest Arkansas area. So that's kind of a little bit why we decided to end up in Bentonville. Um, Central Standard Talent is a pretty cool company. So what we do is we try to help companies who maybe don't have access to talent or maybe they can't afford the big city talent. We're kind of we're, we're the, the solution for them that helps build in, you know, affordable talent that they can have access to. We focus primarily in Latin America, Mexico specifically, and we look for the time zone advantage, right? Because we don't believe that companies should have uh, all their resources uh out of the country in Mexico. We think that it's a perfect blended hybrid model is what makes the most sense 
managed by U.S. teams. So having that real time zone advantage to do real collaboration each day is just a huge benefit and advantage to the clients that that uh, take advantage of that. Yeah, I'd not thought about that before. There's some great talent all around the world, but being able Amazing. to work with folks in your time zone is kind of a big deal. Um, Absolutely. When you talk about workforce issues, one thing I'm thinking about right now is, gosh, the last couple of years have been a real struggle for workforce in every sector. But as of late, there have been some real challenges for workers uh, who are tech workers. So uh, talk about that, if you will. What's the Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm from an area of about 100,000 people, right? And what I've noticed, and it's very similar to the NWA market, right? And other heartland community markets, right? You have amazing entrepreneurs. You've got really big ideas, but you might not have the access to the talent that, that I was kind of talking a little mm-hmm. bit about. Uh, it, it's hard to convince somebody at Google to come work for you know, a smaller company or a mid-sized company when they're working at Amazon and Facebook and Google and, and all of these other uh, bigger tech companies. So we're seeing a shift in the industry a little bit on the U.S. side because so many companies have kind of over-leveraged, right? They, they may have uh, taken advantage of cheap money for too long and, mm-hmm. and now they're going into workforce reductions, right? So the U.S. market, U.S. companies have more access to U.S. resources more so than we've had probably in the last 10 years or so, which is which is great because I think some of the heartland communities and smaller communities now have access to that local talent. But that's really just a piece of the strategy for long-term success, right? Having those people anchor in and own the processes locally is important, but then being able to stay competitive from a price perspective, that nearshore resource is a huge advantage to help companies compete with some of those bigger, bigger names out there. Yeah, th- that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking about, you know, in, in places like San Francisco, there's so many folks there yeah. that work in the tech space. And I've had conversations with folks who have told me, well, I got laid off from my job, but I'm here because this is where all the jobs are. I'm like, gosh, yeah. you're missing a whole rest of the country. We have 2000 open tech jobs right here in Bendeville and and perhaps central standard could help solve some of those problems by, you know, setting up teams uh, in Mexico, but back more specifically to central standard, uh, do you focus on any particular industries or is most anybody looking for technical talent in your wheelhouse? Yeah. So we started in kind of that technical space, right? And the other thing that we've recently come across as a a huge gap in need for us companies, small to mid-sized companies, is financial professionals. Mm. So we started to bridge a little bit into that, uh, looking for finance teams, accountants, bookkeepers, et cetera. But we're, we really were open to work with anyone who, who has a need and who's open-minded enough to really take advantage of the nearshore market. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And a lot of places that have grown uh, a lot, and especially here with as much growth as we've had in the last decade plus, We've noticed that there are certain areas where we have shortages of folks and certainly bookkeepers and accountants are yeah. uh, one of those areas right now. If, if somebody just came as a as a as a uh, bookkeeper or an accountant, they could build their book of business. And <laughs> I would yeah. I would say a matter of uh, of weeks. So, again, another area where you can be helpful yeah, as we absolutely. continue it's to attract the company. Right. Very similar to the software engineers and development teams that we source. You know, finance is critical to the health of a business. 
Yeah, you bet. So you have a partner company, Matova, that has recently yeah. relocated its uh, headquarters to Bentonville, also in Ledger. Can you talk about that relationship with Matova and what it means for your customers? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a really cool advantage, I think, for people, again, who are open to it, because you have Matova on one side, which is digital strategy and execution, and then you have Central Standard on the other side, which is all about helping you build and maintain your own teams. So when you put those two elements together, you have really cool solutions for people who might not have a big technical background, but they understand the need for the expertise. So they go to Matova first, and they build out an incredible strategy. And then we put engineers and developers together. And then when the project comes to a natural end, you can then just shift that team over to us at Central Standard without losing you know, the year of, of knowledge and buildup and, and all the lessons learned that happened during the actual creation of whatever product you need. So it's a really cool concept when executed well. You, know, you can go start to finish to maintain. And I don't think a lot of other partnerships or collaborative Unities really give you that that full circle service. Yeah, you bet. That makes sense. Well, hey, I had uh, Josh Dunce on who um, recently, yeah. who of course is Matova's president, and we talked about his views on relocating Matova's headquarters from Nashville to uh, Bentonville. Uh, I'd love to hear your views from a Central Standard point of view. You know, on why Central Standard chose Bentonville. And you talked earlier about some of the nice things. People are nice and they're friendly and so on. But what are some of the business advantages beyond that of being here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and nobody knows it better than you, right? Bentonville is just full of economic opportunities, right? That's, That's the reality. And for whatever reason, everyone else hasn't caught up and discovered Bentonville yet. And, and I don't think it's it's going to be long before that happens. But you have a lot of big players in the market, right, who are heavily invested in making sure Bentonville is uh, and will continue to be for a number of years very successful from an economic perspective. And that's obviously attractive to us, both probably on the Matova side as well as on the CST side, especially when you add in the fact you might not have access to the appropriate talent that you need to scale and grow your companies out of Bentonville today. Yeah. So we have an idea of what Bentonville should expect from Central Standard. How do you see Central Standard evolving over the next few years? And how do you see your part in building this community and being part of it? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I'm really passionate about and excited about is being involved in the community, specifically in bridging the gap for transitioning uh, military folks into tech, right? Into any any uh, industry that they like, but obviously we're focused on tech. So the goal for us to, is to really be involved in the community and, and to expose transitioning veterans to the Bentonville area and, and grow our U.S.-based team with that uh, population. So bringing people to Bentonville, specifically transitioning veterans, that's something that is is definitely heavy in my goal list uh, for this year. Great. I love that. I have a question coming up here in a little bit. Actually, as we close out the show, I'll ask you uh, a question uh, around that uh, as well. And um, you'll want to know, and Josh will want to know, and I'm I'm just going to put you right on the spot here to get involved. I believe it's in July, Bentonville is hosting a week-long honor fest for yeah. uh, veterans. And there's going to be a, a ton of activities 
and attracting a lot of military folks here to town to uh, check yeah. out Bentonville. So I'll get you more Amazing. information uh, about yeah, that. Definitely part of that. You talked earlier about why Bentonville for Central Standard. Tyler, what would you say to other companies that are considering, you know, perhaps especially companies like yours that aren't headquartered in the U.S. and need a U.S. Right. presence? What would you say to them about why they should have a presence in Bentonville or why they should consider having a presence here? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same stuff. You know, people are nice. Uh, economically speaking, it's it's very uh, business friendly. You have organizations like the NWA Council, EDC, that are very focused on on making Bentonville and NWA as a whole just a great place to land from a, a professional standpoint. So when you couple that with great food and great people, it's just a hard place to not really love. And, and I think people are going to catch on to that sooner than later. Absolutely. Man, the food. So, good. you know, I should probably slow down my eating habits and, <laughs> and get on my bike and, and exercise a lot more with this food around here. It's, it's amazing. Now, I, I moved here from somewhere else that, that yeah. had great food, too, from Memphis. Okay. Uh, a, a lot of that food wasn't as healthy as it is around here, but it turns out you still can't overeat it and do well <laughs> yeah. for your body. <laughs> your barbecue, that's tough to beat, but yeah, I don't know. Some of these tacos true. in the morning, good grief, man. Oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Hey, in, in some ways, I feel like this interview <laughs> mirrors the one that I did with uh, Josh. And I'll say not out of laziness, uh, but because yeah. there's so many similarities, Central Standard and Matova, of course. But, you know, I asked Josh about his background in explosive ordnance disposal. And before we talk more about Bitteville, I'd like to ask the same of you. Um, you know, I realize sure. it's been a relatively short period since you got out of the Navy. But Tyler, what are some of the most important things that you learned in EOD or in the Navy in general that have informed your leadership style and informed your uh, approach to business? Yeah, absolutely. So I think what the military gives you is the grit, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it gives you the opportunity to prove yourself against people across the country, right? And it's an amazing thing to watch young people uh, compete at that level and, and really be able to measure themselves in real time against other people who share similar goals. In my case, it was uh, explosive ordnance disposal, Navy EOD, um, but you could probably, as you know, in, in your career field as well in the Navy, it's really cool to see everybody kind of come together, collaborate on ideas, and then compete against each other, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I would say the concept that, that I take with me the most from the military is action always wins, right? That's something that I believe deep down in my core. Strategy is great. Planning is awesome. But when we planned, we planned for like three or four different outcomes, and we did that because we were going to go execute the first plan, which we knew wasn't going to work probably, right? So then we had a plan B, C, and D. Um, and most of the times, you know, it fell on one of those additional plans. Every once in a while, you know, the first plan would work. But what you start realizing in, in that scenario is that you have to move. If you don't move, you can't win, right? And over planning, I see so many people do it mm. outside of the military, so many people have these great ideas and they just plan themselves out of relevance, right? And it's a sad thing. And they become the people who say, I was going to be or I could have done. And and the reality is, is but you're not, right? Um, right? And it's not because you weren't good enough. You were probably smarter than me. 
but you failed to move. And, and I think more, more priority should be placed on, on getting going and moving and figuring it out as you go, because everyone's going to make mistakes and some weeks are great and some weeks are terrible. And I think it's probably safe to say that that's across any industry. But the reality is, you know, if you just keep going, you're going to win. It might not be in the timeline you wanted. It might not look like you thought it was going to look, but you'll win. And that's the goal. That's great. That should be an entire book. You should write it. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody Um, would read it, James. What's that? (laughs) I said, nobody would read it. <laughs> I think, I think a lot of people would read it, uh, ex- especially, you know, I mean, well, y- you said that in uh, a couple of minutes, but you know, you could, you could make, you could go do tons of speeches and, and write a 500 page book on this and make a lot of money sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, because people, people need lots of examples know. and stories. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. no, that's, that's all great advice. I mean, I, I found the same thing. I, I was a hospital corpsman. And, yeah, sure. you know, it's the same thing. You want to be the best hospital corpsman out there, period. Yeah. But then you've got all your your friends and colleagues around you that you're rooting for as yeah. well. And you're you're really all coopetating. Coopetating, is that the right word? A good bit of coopetition is, is really good for you. But at the end of the day, you have to get up and move and do something. I mean, could you imagine if, if uh, your corpsman spent his time or her time planning on how they were going to yeah. help you on the battlefield. Yeah. That seems like yeah, an we awful would idea. We would yeah. bleed out. Yeah, that's what would you happen. Bet. Okay, let's come back to Bentonville and sure. uh, we'll get into some wrap-up questions here in a little bit as well. But Tyler, what excites you most about making the transition to Bentonville? It's an opportunity to come visit more. You know, that I, like I said, once I discovered it, I, I laugh because of all the places that I've been, I've tried to get my wife to move a hundred times ask her, but she would always say no. But when I was in Bentonville, you know, I was same thing is amazing place. Kind of feels like the Truman show. Where are you hiding all the bad stuff? And she started sending me listings for properties in Bentonville. And I thought, Oh man, it, if Bentonville can grab her and get her to start thinking about it, man, it's an incredible place. It's pretty common. I, I've heard this Truman Show reference before too. Have you? Okay, yeah. <laughs> there we go. This is a pretty funny reference. Um, you know, <laughs> on your first visit, what did you expect you were getting into with Bentonville and in Northwest Arkansas? And then what was reality? I mean, we're already yeah, hearing absolutely. some reality. Well, I had there there was there was rumblings of amazing uh, things happening in NWA for me. I I had a friend um, that I knew from Sacramento who moved to Fayetteville about five years ago, went to University of Arkansas and loved it and stayed and now is raising his family there. So I had I had a little bit of an idea that, you know, in order to capture a guy like that and keep him there, it had to be something pretty amazing. But again, going going to your community and going to the NWA and, and seeing how friendly everyone is, right? And it this this all sounds like it's it's made up, right? Like it's just mm-hmm paper. Yeah. But it's, it's real. You know, you go, there's no trash on the ground. The people are friendly. The food is amazing. The economic development. I mean, you can see it all around you. It's, there's very few places I've been that have all of those pieces working together. Yeah. It's, it's hard sometimes to get people to, uh, well, they certainly can't really get it until they're on the ground. And then they get here and it's a say no more moment. Uh, They can't believe what they're seeing. And they can't believe it at every corner, right? There's always seems to be something yeah. new. 
very important question if you're going to be spending time in, in Bentonville. Have you started mountain biking yet? I do mountain bike. Excellent. Yep. So, yep, I'm very active outdoors, but I know you guys have some amazing trails. Next time I, I've got to rent from one of those uh, off the trail places and, and go for a ride. Yeah, there's a number of great bike shops you can rent from. There's even some folks who will bring you a bike to wherever you are to rent from and already have it set up for you. What hobbies do you enjoy beyond uh, mountain biking, especially ones that you might be able to transition here? Yeah, so I, I love just being outdoors, fishing, hunting, hiking, camping, backpacking. I've got three young sons, so uh, we we spend a lot of time outside. And, and obviously, you know, it's a beautiful place to be outside in northwest Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, if it's not a snow sport or an ocean sport, you can do it here. And yeah, sure. dare I say, you could probably come up with some ways to do those other things uh, with a little <laughs> ingenuity. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so I, I know you have this... Uh, enough of the history with Bentonville then that you must be able to answer this question. I'd love to hear what I like to call a hashtag because Bentonville story. In other words, it's, it's a moment that uh, happened or a full-fledged story where you look at it and think, gee, that could only happen in Bentonville or <laughs> perhaps it describes the essence of this place. Yeah. Hashtag Bentonville. You're walking down a beautiful outdoor trail and you come across this amazing architecture building that you then walk in and you just get to look at beautiful paintings completely for free in the most epic like outdoor indoor space I think I've ever been to. I mean, to me, that going in and seeing that art gallery really kind of summed up the whole experience for me. You know, you've got an amazing outdoor trail that leads to this beautiful building um, and just the access that anyone off the street can just come in and enjoy that. I mean, I think that's pretty special. Yeah, I've heard of this place. I think uh, some yeah. might refer to it as Crystal Bridges. Yeah, a couple people probably heard of it before. <laughs> yeah, pretty incredible place. I love taking people to see it. You know, you, you can drive up to the front door, right? If you Right. Um, show up from the east side of the building. But I love walking yeah, in from downtown. <laughs> and it's just a half mile walk through a yeah. beautiful forest. You see Amazing. a few mountain bikers here and there. And yeah. suddenly there you are at the most incredible yeah. art museum. As we start winding down the conversation, uh, let me make sure I get this in. If somebody wants to connect with you to learn more about you, sure. Or Central Standard, how do they do that? Yeah, I mean, I think connecting with me on LinkedIn is probably a really easy way. Tyler Dunbar, uh, you can you can connect with me via our website, centralstandardtalent.com, or you could reach out to James Bell, who will then connect you with me. Yeah, you bet. Happy to do that. <laughs> well, uh, a few quick questions, some random, yeah. some yeah. not so random. We'll start with a not Here. so random. What's, right. uh, what are you most excited about regarding Central Standard's future? I'm excited about building teams. Like I said, I love coffee and people. Um, so for me, there's a lot of joy in building out teams, specifically helping smaller, mid-sized companies experience the growth that they should have, but they don't have access to the appropriate talent. Cool. I have to ask you this, and I haven't uh, prepped you for this one at all because you've mentioned coffee a couple of times, and yeah. Bittenville has some pretty darn good coffee shops. Yeah, uh, any that uh, you've grown to like here so far? Well, I mean, Onyx, right? Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. Onyx? Yeah. I mean, that obviously, it was incredible coffee there. There's a there's a coffee shop a couple blocks over, also incredible. There's bagels there. What Do you know what it's called by chance? Oh, the Ozark Mountain Bagels. Is that the Maybe, one you're yeah. thinking of or yeah. you think it's yeah. somewhere else? 
Probably. And then the ledger, you know, the ledger again, shout out to the ledger. Sure. Their, their in-house coffee shop is amazing. Oh so yeah. Airship's I don't know fantastic. if I had bad coffee anywhere in Benville. <laughs> so uh, that coffee shop in ledger is part of Airship, uh, which also has where I sit on uh, Southeast fifth street. There are within less than one minute walk. There are three coffee shops, all craft coffee airships one of them but they also have a couple of other locations one that they're just opening that's in an old pump house and then my favorite one you'll have to check this one out is in the middle of the color by mountain bike preserve you can only get there by trail wow that's so awesome yeah so you can go uh you can walk there but you can also go shred some trails and you know grab you can grab coffee if you want but you can grab a beer grab a sandwich uh whatever you want it's a really cool spot boost yeah What's your favorite word? Action. Oh, I love it. That's pretty easy. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've ever done that you can tell us about? Ooh, between all the skydiving and shooting, blowing stuff up, diving, probably getting married at 21. That's probably the craziest thing I've ever done. That's a pretty solid, crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked out though. Are you a hunter or a gatherer and why? Uh, hunter. Action wins. That's right. Last random question. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would that food be? Banana cream pie. <laughs> Another pie <laughs> fan. Uh, for me, it's Love cherry pie. cream cheese pie. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you've never had never. one, you're missing out. It's, uh, yeah. it, it, it soundly defeats cheesecake all over the place. I believe you. I believe you. I don't discriminate when it comes to pie. I eat it all. <laughs> Next to last question, and I I mentioned earlier that uh, I would ask you about this. You know, one of the things that I think about a lot and and that sounds like you're going to be helping with is how come we don't do a better job of preparing our veterans to transition in their transition to uh, civilian life and, and work? And frankly, we don't even do a good job of it with our reservists. International Guardsmen, you know, especially over the last couple of decades with the disruption in their lives and when they return home. So what advice do you have for our fellow sailors, soldiers, airmen and Marines for making these uh, transitions? And then also, how can a community like Bentonville be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. So I I think part of that is a good thing, right? Most Mm -hmm. people who join our military we don't think about what are we going to do when we get out, right? That's right. Uh, for for me, you know, I watched 9-11 happen. I was in the seventh grade. I saw it on TV, right? Very impactful event. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I joined the military, the last thought I had was what I'm going to do when I get out of the military. That's what allows our teams to be uh, really successful and focused on what we do. The flip side of that is you create people who don't necessarily think that they can do anything outside of this expertise. For me, it was just over 12 years. And the population outside of that, they may not understand the soft skills that you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, They might not understand all of those experiential things that have created a person who's able to lead teams that, you know, maybe you can't find uh, outside of the military. So for veterans, I would say be a yes man or a yes woman, right? It's it's the opposite mm-hmm. of, of maybe what some people would say. And the reason I say that is because we think we know what we want, but the truth is we probably don't. 
I saw a LinkedIn post the other day and it, and it compared it to Baskin Robbins, right? Service members coming out of service uh, look at transitioning as if you're entering Baskin Robbins. There's 31 flavors. There's 31 options. You have to try some things and you have to be okay with not liking it. And you have to be okay with experiencing and discovering things that you didn't know existed beforehand. And I, I think the more we accept that and internalize that, the better we're going to be as transitioning veterans. And the more community members can see that there is a lot of value in service members, but it might not be in the traditional skill sets that you're used to seeing in your mm-hmm. nine to five employees. And the reality is some people get it and some people don't get it. And the human nature of us all is we want to spend the time with people who don't get it and tell them why they should get it. Right. Like, right. And maybe I'm speaking for myself. Um, but what we should be doing instead is finding the people who get it and they might not even know why they get it. Right. And, and spending time with those people and helping them and teaming up and partnering and collaborating with them. And success is going to happen off of those relationships because relationships are still the most valuable thing in, in this economy. Right. So that would be my advice. That's all great advice. I wrote down a few things, relationships. Uh, we know where that goes. I love that you said try new things. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know what the opportunities are out there when you get out. But also that you said yes men and yes women, because that could have a not negative connotation, right? But it, it does, absolutely mostly, means, right? you know, wh- one of the things in my sort of corporate career that I did a lot was to say yes to the things that nobody else wanted to do. Sure. And I got to tell you, it took me pretty far uh, yeah. because... You know, I had all these opportunities laid out in front of me that looked horrible sometimes that turned out to be pretty great. And it opened up some other doors to me because people remembered. But I love that you also said soft skills, because I don't think that most civilians or many civilians would look into the military and expect to hear those words uh, come out of somebody's mouth. But, you know, the even in the battlefield environment, right? Or, or going out, you know, there, there are an awful lot of folks who went to Afghanistan and Iraq and so on uh, that are coming home and have uh, really dealt with some, uh, I'll call it some really delicate situations, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not always pull the trigger. Right. There, there's a lot that, that you do that falls into, well, first of all, just dealing with the folks around you. Um, but really uh, dealing with folks that you don't know and maybe have a little bit of trouble uh, communicating with. Uh, there's a lot to be said for that that translates really into uh, civilian life. Okay. Absolutely. And, and imagine, for example, in, in my profession, right? Yeah. I had to convince people why I needed to blow something up <laughs> next to something that was very valuable to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, ima- imagine the skill sets that you can harness, uh, persuasion and negotiation, when you have a goal set that you have going forward that results in you blowing something up next to something very valuable to another person. And, and again, those aren't the things that most civilian people think military members are doing, right? Yeah, They, they exactly. just see what the movie in Hollywood shows them. Yeah, they think we're all killing people and breaking things, but that's, that's it. a very yeah. tiny, tiny part of, sure. of any of it. In fact, I, I would venture to say most folks in the military don't do either one of those. Absolutely. Last question. What's something that I should have asked you that I did not ask? Oh, I'm going to flip this one back on you, James. Uh-oh. 
What is something that you would tell people outside of the area that they should know about NWA and how do we get more involved with NWA as outsiders for a lack of better explanation? Number one, I would say, come check it out. It's, okay. it's hard to really understand this place without being on the ground. I've had people tell me that they've stood in the Bentonville Square within, you know, a short period after arriving and that without even spending time talking with people, that they could feel the energy of the place, Yeah, that they could feel something was happening here. You can simply drive around and see that something's happening here. I mean, we're talking about a city that's, uh, you know, pulled over a billion dollars of construction permits in a year that yeah. the city of Bentonville has 60, less than 60,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> pulled over a billion dollars in construction permits in a year. Now, to be fair, uh, probably more than half of that is uh, the the new Walmart part of the new Walmart home office. But then you drive around matter. town. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't I mean, matter. still a huge number that's left. Yeah. You drive around town and you see what's happening. But I, I would tell folks that the opportunities here are absolutely abundant. And I like to frame it this way. First, you have Fortune One. And then, but Fortune One was sort of the beginning. Actually, there's a story of Bentonville, as I've, I've talked with folks, that is, is long before Fortune One. This was already kind of a center of an economic hub here. But then Sam Walton comes along, perhaps the greatest entrepreneur this world has ever known, comes along and creates a company here. And, and J.B. Hunt just down the road and Don Tyson next door. And these three guys and their folks they work with create three companies 60 years ago, I guess 61 years ago this year that are basically feeding the world Yeah, in a place that didn't have an interstate, didn't have a proper airport, didn't have, well, even things like the Beaver Water District. I can go down this list and it makes you wonder how in the world they did it in a place that at that time then would have been very remote to anybody else. Right. And it happened because of the culture of this place. Um, if you go out and dig in the soil here, we're in the Ozark Mountains. You get to rock pretty quickly. You could get apple trees and the, and, and the such to grow here, but you weren't going to do much else in terms of, of growing things here. People always had to work harder here because of where they were located. So start there with the culture of the place. Uh, with the, the 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 work hard, get it done, action oriented attitude, right? But then you've got that. You've got fourteen hundred vendors serving Walmart here with corporate with decision making executives because for most of them, this is their largest customer. You have sure. about four hundred of the Fortune five hundred who have some sort of presence here. You have the community of companies surrounding the vendors that are supporting them. And yet you still have 98 plus percent of businesses here that employ fewer than 100 people. And then right. you have a really robust community of businesses or of startups, a lot of them in the retail supply chain, logistics and corporate enablement space. Many that are flocking here now, the artificial intelligence space supporting that space. Right. But that's not the only business here. You have this amazing growing uh, space in advanced mobility or in mobility period, ranging from bikes to drones, electric vehicles, and some folks putting down some big bets and flying cars and, and air taxis. You have an incredible place to do outdoor recreation. We talked about it. Anything that's not snow and ocean, 
and an outdoor recreation industry building around that. And then you have healthcare and wellness that with, without going into all the details here in such a way that, that people will write about what happened in Bentonville in Northwest Arkansas 40 or 50 years from now in that space in the way they write about it and retail today. And then there's sure. so much more going on. And oh yeah, it's a cool place to live too. Did I mention quality of life? It's icing on the cake. And a lot of places yeah. folks lead with quality of life. And here we can absolutely draw that up as icing on the cake. And it's absolutely yeah. unbelievable. I challenge anybody to find a better quality of life. And uh, that was kind of a long monologue, but thank you for asking that question. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, what, what was pretty amazing and, and stuck out, right, is you mentioned three monster companies. Yeah. And most people who create and generate that level of wealth, they move away. They do. Right. They didn't move away. They, they did. And, and I think that's, that's, there's some magic there uh, that there's so much of an emphasis and focus by those players in the market still today. And it, and they don't have to be there, right? No, they don't have to be there, but they want to be there and they want to be involved. And, and I think that's, for me, that's something that keeps playing in my head. And, and I think a really special thing about NWA. You're, you're exactly right. Uh, you've jumped on one of the magic ingredients here. You know, I've been to a lot of places where you've had some very wealthy families who started some companies or moved the companies there who don't at all participate in sure. the, the local community and in building the community. I've lived in places where you have huge corporations that frankly give a lot of talk to what they do for the community, but you don't see them involved in building the community. You don't see them, the families or the companies pouring in the communities like they are here. And at the same time, you know, these families here don't control these companies, but you have the corporate leadership of these companies sort of walking forward. You have the governments here locally walking forward. You have the region here walking forward. You have, you know, the handful of cities that make up Northwest Arkansas that we don't fight over opportunities. We tell them first, you need to be in Northwest Arkansas and here's why. Yeah, and then, absolutely. yeah, we'll work to get them to uh, our particular cities. But, but I got to yeah. tell you, if there's a deal that I can't get here in Bentonville, I am going to do everything I can to have Rogers or Fayetteville or Springdale or Lowell land that or Pea Ridge or the other communities are around us because what's good for those communities is good for our community too. And so that's the way Absolutely. we're thinking here. That's amazing. And Tyler, this, is, this has been great. Any, anything else? Yeah. No, that, that's amazing. Hey, I really appreciate your time, James. And uh, I look forward to being part of the NWA ecosystem. So well, thank you. don't hesitate to reach out if, if you ever think that, you know, I can be helpful in any way. I'm happy to plug in. Yeah, you bet. Thank you, Tyler. I will. I've got some things I'm thinking about right now. So, uh, right. you know, thank you for your service to our nation. And thank you for what you're going to be doing here in Bentonville uh, through Central Standard. And uh, thank you for choosing Bentonville. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so thanks to our Bentonville Beacon audience. You know, the show would not be possible without you. I've asked this of you before, and if you haven't done it yet, you should. Send me an email. My email is J, first letter J, Bell, B-E-L-L, at greaterbentonville.com. I would love to hear your thoughts on the show, how it's going, who else should be on it, especially here uh, locally. What episodes have you enjoyed and why? 
And also take a moment to share the show on social media and with your friends in whatever way that you do. But keep coming back to hear more about Bentonville and its leaders in Northwest Arkansas, this place where you get more of what you want, less of what you don't. And as always, visit BentonvilleBeacon.com to see all of our episodes or check out your favorite podcast player. And of course, hit subscribe there. Thanks. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon podcast. We hope to see you next week.